Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theatre in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theatre, and this is Season 2, Episode 2, for our production of Silent Sky. This show is the official season opener for our 2020-2021 season. I'll be joined in Act 2 of the podcast by Megan Sothan from the Gage County Historical Society who talks about the current exhibit at the museum, which ties in nicely with the time period and some of the themes of Silent Sky. But first, Act 1. Silent Sky by Lauren Gunderson highlights the story of Henrietta Leavitt, a Harvard astronomer in the early 20th century. The show details her passion for astronomy and the incredible work she did at the time, despite the fact that she and the other women she worked with were held back by the very institution that they were working for. The work that Levitt did was a springboard that others, including Edward Hubble, used to calculate our location in the universe. The play was commissioned by the South Coast Repertory in 2011. This is the first time Community Players has produced the show, and it opens the modified 2020-2021 season. The show features a cast of five, including Morgan Tunick as Henrietta Levitt. Other cast members include Paige Patton, Mike Fox, Heidi Krieger, and Laura Raber McElravey. Brandon Clark stage manages with Ashley Hothen serving as ASM, and I have been fortunate enough to be the show's director. A little more about the plot. The show is based on the true life story of Henrietta Leavitt. Leaving her family's Wisconsin farm, she takes a job at Harvard, dreaming of studying the night sky. Instead, she finds herself relegated to an attic with other female computers, analyzing data for the men of the department. In addition to Levitt, two other historically significant women of science are featured, Annie Cannon and Wilhelmina Fleming, who both worked alongside Levitt at the Harvard Observatory. And yes, the women at the observatory were in fact called computers, because they would compute data from the photographic plates taken by the powerful telescope. There is so much fascinating history that we could dive into related to this show, from the science and technology of the day, to the struggles that women scientists faced, to the broad social movements of the time period, including the suffrage movement, which is explored briefly in the show. And then, of course, there's Levitt herself. Honestly, you could do an entire podcast miniseries based on the issues and the themes explored in this script. But we only have a few minutes today. Uh, and that's to get you excited and prepped for seeing the play. Now, we found this play about two years ago when I saw it performed at a theater festival. Not only was I blown away by that production, but the script and this important part of history that I had never heard about before. Part of what really drew us into the show is how well-crafted Gunderson's script is. The sh a show covering this topic could easily be a plodding drama, telling an important story, but being very dry. That is absolutely not the case here. Gunderson provides a lot of humor throughout the show, and that humor is what keeps the story moving quickly. Uh, in fact, the 20 years that the show covers really feels like maybe just over 20 to 30 minutes of time. And be warned, 
there may be a tear or two near the end. So have your tissues ready. And I will be honest, um, the cast and maybe a director occasionally gets a little choked up by the end of the show. Uh, I don't know which director that is. Now, the well-crafted script is one of the reasons that this show is among the most popular newer American plays. It also contributed to Gunderson being named the most produced American playwright in both 2017 and 2019 by American Theatre Magazine. Henrietta Leavitt died in 1921 at the age of 53 from stomach cancer. She also had other health concerns throughout her life, including being hard of hearing. A quick side note, the hearing aid prop that we are using in the show is an actual antique from the time period. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Levitt, check out the book Miss Levitt's Stars by George Johnson. There is also a book for young audiences, ages 4 to 8, about Henrietta Levitt, and it's called Look Up, Henrietta Levitt, Pioneering Woman Astronomer. I'd also encourage you to look more into Lauren Gunderson. She is only 38 years old and is considered America's most produced living playwright. A lot of her work focuses on women in history, science, and literature. Back to our production. Act 1 runs just over an hour, and Act 2 is approximately 35 minutes. There is one 10-minute intermission between Acts 1 and 2. The show is rated a 2 on our production rating scale. That means it is for a broad audience or the equivalent of a PG movie. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. And now I am joined, or I am joining, this is a first for our podcasting uh, experiments in that we went, we're, we are on location for the podcast. We have recorded from all over the all over the world interview guests, but we've never actually traveled somewhere to record. <laughs> so we are here at the Gage County Museum with Megan Sothan. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Jamie. It's great to be on with you. Yeah, and so we are here because you guys have an exhibit going on right now here at the museum that really fits in well with Silent Sky. And I think it just has a lot of great information that would really enhance people's um, appreciation and uh, viewing experience of, of this show coming up. And so it was a perfect fit to kind of come and chat to you about this. So right. what is the exhibit? Uh, I've built it up now so much. What is the exhibit <laughs> about and uh, what can people expect to discover? Well, the exhibit that we are talking about is our summer exhibit for 2020. Um, it is called Women of Influence. And uh, what we've tried to accomplish with this exhibit is to explore some of the different stories of local women's history um, and how they fit into the larger picture of women's history in this country. Uh, we kind of focus on the time period between um, the mid-1800s to the present because that's the most relevant for us here in Gage County. That's when it was founded. Um, and so we explore some of those different stories um, throughout that time period. Maybe talk a little bit about some of the things that people can, can discover in the exhibit. Just a of couple. Of course. We really explore fairly heavily the story of women's suffrage in this exhibit since it's very relevant with the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. Um, and we also have a local suffragist, Clara Baywick Colby, that was very prominent during the suffrage movement. So we wanted to tell that story. And so that's one of the more focused stories that people can um, 
discovering this exhibit and then we try to expand on the greater story from that um, because during that time period there was just a lot going on in women's history with the suffrage movement we're just coming out of the progressive movement which saw a lot of uh, change in women's social roles so women becoming more active in their communities they are coming out and um, forming social clubs, getting involved in politics, um, in um, basically different civic issues, and are fighting to have their voice become more heard in that, in that regard in their communities. And so we see a lot of change and reform happening during that period, which then spills into the suffrage movement as well, and gets carried along even further um, into women's issues with uh, representation in the workplace. Um, and so we kind of carry that further into um, how women's roles then change in the workplace in the wake of wartime efforts during World War II. More women are um, coming into the workplace, uh, filling the roles that were previously filled by their male counterparts, and just how that um, begins to change how women are are viewed in the workplace, the types of jobs they are filling, and um, that movement in particular as well. So we kind of use that, the suffrage movement is a touchstone to um, explore several different other um, areas of you know, women's history and social reform. What was maybe the, for you well, the most surprising thing about setting this exhibit up? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, probably the most surprising thing for me setting up this exhibit um, is just the number of stories out there um, of different women here locally that had an impact um, on our history both locally and nationally. Um, it was actually really challenging to uh, choose the stories that we, we, we interpret and tell in this exhibit because there are so many, which I suppose is a really good problem to have, but it just shows how, how much um, women have changed the social landscape over time and just how relevant that fight for representation and equality really is. And, you know, one of the reasons that we are talking about this, because it does tie in so perfectly with the themes yes. of Silent Sky, um, because it takes place during the same time period that a lot of these uh, uh, efforts were involved in. And the show is about discovery and how discovery is not limited to someone's gender. Um, and as Henrietta, the main character of the show, says at one point, she says, lucky for us, the universe doesn't care what you wear. Uh, and I think that's I just a that great quote. quote. Um, <laughs> are there any particular discoveries or breakthroughs um, highlighted here at the museum that people can find, even outside of this exhibit? Oh, yeah. Um, Gage County and Beantris and the surrounding area has always been a very industrial-based community. Um, so... It's always been a community that's been very heavily invested in innovation. Um, we see a lot of, of creation and a lot of ideas happening here um, in this area. And so one of my favorite things here at the museum is just exploring some of those stories, you know, how people are creating, discovering, um, 
and making breakthroughs in in that regard um just using their creativity to um better the world around them and um you know create basically i'm discovering as we we go through and research and um add to the stories that we already tell that we haven't always done a good job of telling the full story um and haven't always done the best at fully representing the diversity in our communities um so we are definitely actively working towards adding more of those stories after this temporary exhibit closes a lot of the material that we use in it will be added to the main museum to help tell the stories of those women um, that have been integral to our local history that we haven't told in the past um, and so you know, it, it, it's a mix. There's some really cool stuff that we have here, but we are also growing and expanding at the same time and adding to those stories. That way um, we are able to give a, a more well-rounded portrait of our history here in Gage County. Um, so looking at back at this exhibit, um, what is your favorite part of the exhibit? Um, one of the objects that we include in the exhibit um, is a bicycle. Um, from 1899 and um, I really love the story behind this particular object because this bicycle was was bought for a lady here in the community to ride um, and at that time at the very end of the 1800s coming into the early 20th century um, like mentioned a little bit ago during the progressive era, a lot was changing for women in social roles. And um, in the late 1800s, when basically what we consider to be the modern bicycle is invented, um, it took the country by storm. Huge fad. Everybody wanted a bicycle. Um, and it ended up being a, a very important thing for women because it was an affordable means of transportation that they didn't necessarily have access to before. And so a woman could get a bicycle, she could ride to work, she could ride to uh, social gatherings, and it was much less expensive than other forms of transportation at the time. Um, and so with this bicycle boom that's happening at the end of the 1800s, these women are beginning to ride bicycles and Riding a bicycle, as you know, is you got to pedal, you know, you need your <laughs> legs. And at that time, the long, heavy skirts that were in fashion made that very hard. And so um, with this, we see a huge change in women's fashion happening at the same time, um, which ends up you know, spilling into other parts of, of women's reform. We start to see women wearing pants, <laughs> um, all because of a bicycle. <laughs> but this bicycle itself is really cool because they kept it in the family. And so the original owner, you know, rode it, used it, tucked it away. And then her daughter ends up using it later during World War II to ride to work at her factory job here in Beatrice at Storecraft Manufacturing. And so we see this bicycle bridge two important eras in women's history. And it's just really cool to see how it, 
you know, begins its life in, in that original bicycle boom and that women's reform period, and then gets used again during another later period of reform as well. So that is my favorite object in the exhibit. <laughs> that is really interesting. And also interesting that you talk about the, the change that the bicy- bicycles had on, on fashion. Yes. Um, and uh, when you mentioned Panza, there's a whole, there's a, a little bit of a running joke sequence in the show about women wearing pants and, and how scandalous and terrible it is that women are wearing pants. And don't, don't go off to Boston and become one of those women who wears pants. <laughs> Um, but uh, so if someone wants to uh, explore some of these ideas more and uh, learn more about uh, the museum and see this exhibit, what are the museum hours? How long is this exhibit up? How can they learn more about you and the museum? Oh, absolutely. Um, the exhibit will run through September 30th. Um, and we are open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. until September 30th as well. Then we switch to our winter hours when we are Thursday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So come out and see us. Um, Come check out the exhibit. We'd love to have you. Um, You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Gage County Museum. Um, And our website is www.gagecountymuseum.info. So you can find us on the web as well. Um, And you're always welcome to call us here at the office and we can answer any questions you might have. Thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, talk to me today and and uh, I think it's a great collaboration between our two organizations that that this works as a great cross promotion yes it's been great thank you so much for having me on today Jamie it's time for the curtain call this podcast is a production of community players theater in downtown Beatrice Nebraska our production of silent sky runs September 11th through the 13th and the 18th through the 20th 2020 This show will also be available for streaming beginning September 15th and available until September 20th. Streaming access can be purchased on our website, BeatriceCommunityPlayers.com. For in-person tickets, please call or stop by the box office, 402-228-1801. Coming up next, mark your calendars. We are doing what we're going to call a COVID substitution in the season. And in October, we'll be producing a dark comedy called Murderers. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we will see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. 